everybody it's a friday night and we're here at mutiny radio on the corner of 21st and mission in the beautiful mission or mission i'm sorry we're at 21st in florida Uh, i just made ribs and they're resting right now and i'll cut them up uh in a little bit and we have comedians tonight we have 18 comedians they're all gonna do four minutes they are gonna entertain you we have real judges tonight uh, judges, identify yourself, raise your hand, let them know who they're trying to impress. But there they are. Uh, so the way it works is everybody get four, gets four minute sets at three minutes. You hear the horn and then you wrap it up. And at the end of the show, the judges are going to judge. And like between three and five comedians all get to be on a paid show with Mutiny Radio Presents at one of our many, many shows. <laughs> so yay. All right, I'm excited to get started. Are you excited to get started? Yes, they are your first comedian of the night. Put your hands together, everybody, for Tim Taylor! All right, all right. The judges are in the house. What's going on? My name is Tim Taylor, also known as the guy who never gets voted through because I'm the first guy going. So just just in case, it's T-A-Y-L-O-R. You want to just create a, a buzz going in here. It's great to see you guys. You look fantastic, sir. Have you always worn that many rings? Oh, <laughs> so it's a low ring night. That's cool. Yeah, I could never pull that off. I know, you know, this is going to go down real well with the three male judges, because I'm going to tell a story about the first time I bought tampons for my daughter. Yay! Actually, it was a pads. It was pads. Uh, You've all been there? Are you fathers with daughters? Okay, so have you guys bought pads or tampons? Have you? Do you recall the first time you did it? Oh, man. Well, that's pretty awesome that you bought it for your girl. This is, this is going to be my whole set. I'm just going to talk to them about buying pads and tampons, Pam. And then when the re- ribs are ready, I'll pull one out and I'll make a woman. There you go. Hi! That's right. And I'll buy tampons and pads for her while I'm at it. No, but I, mean, I actually honestly didn't know the difference between tampons and pads. It's, it's, oh, there's a woman in the house. Hi, how are you? There you go. That's pretty cool. What's that? That's all right, but you're familiar with shopping for tampons and pads. Okay, yeah, exactly. Well, the first time I went in, I had no idea what I was doing. And I don't know, have you guys, you guys have, have you been in the feminine care aisle? There are no men, no men. It's like Ellen DeGeneres' bedroom, no men. And thank you, the feminine care aisle. No, but so I went in there, and and it was my very first time, and I was like looking for every product I could find other than that before buying it. I was like taking every pain relief, all the acne medication I could find. I looked for a yoga mat in Safeway because I heard yoga helps with menstrual cramps. Maybe I'll buy her more rings. Um, uh, but uh, no, I, and so when I finally went to turn into the lane, the song Wind Beneath My Wings started to play for my very first time buying pine. It was inspiring. And, I, and if you go into the 
the have you been into the row with the feminine care products sir see he's been there there you go well the thing is is the pictures on the products the women are their legs are open their skirts are flouncy it looks like they're interpreting wind beneath my wings but i didn't know what kind to buy her and i you know i was confident but i didn't want to text her because i didn't want to be some guy in the middle of a grocery store leaning over, taking pictures of pad products to send my daughter. It was a little too weird. I ended up just dumping a bunch of products into my cart and putting them through and ended up going to the, and the conveyor belt ended up like every product from like 12 years old through 65 years old I bought her just so I could cover all bases. So you guys seem like you're really confident in your pad and tampon buying game. Are you, oh, thank you, I got a minute left. Well, I, I also suspect that you are, sir, have you ever bought Tad? This is the weirdest set ever. This is just, have you bought tampons or pads before? You have not. Are, are you familiar with the clitoris? Okay, got it, got it, got it. See, the thing is, is I wasn't for most of my life. Um, I thought clitoris was an island in Greece. Thank you, thank you, yeah. I just bring it back in. I'll give them the one-liner before I go because I've only got about 15 more seconds left. But what I want you all to know is if these two lovely ladies, come on in. Yeah, come on in. There's ribs in the back. Pam's back there. We're talking about clitorises and uh, clitori, actually, um, pads and tampons. But listen, thank you guys very much for your time tonight. It was actually a blast to come in front of you and talk about these products so comfortably. Tim Taylor, the guy who never gets voted through. Thank you. Tim Taylor, everyone. <laughs> With that amazing clitoris, you thought it was an island in Greece. That is brilliant. My clitoris is so big, I can use a Cheerio as a cock ring. Your next comedian, put your hands together for hero and pundit, Matthew Quirk. What's up, snowflakes? Hey, Tim, I'm developing a theory on why you don't win this contest ever. Just a theory, I, it's not proven. Hypothesis, maybe, you'd call it. Uh, so anyway, how about that new abortion law in Texas, huh? Hey! Uh, I guess in honor of uh, all you millennials and Zers losing the Afghanistan war, you know, Texas is going straight Sharia law, like in honor of the foe. I mean, this is like when the Dothraki in Game of Thrones cut off their top knot and laid it at the feet of the Unsullied for the stand they took in the... This is not relatable. This is not... Is nobody... Is this... That joke kills at the fucking Renaissance Fair, I'll have you know. It's a home run. It would be a home run except they hadn't invented baseball yet at the Renaissance Fair. Yeah, I wonder how all those Californians fleeing to Texas feel now, right? Like going there for all the freedoms and shit, you know, straight into abortion land. You know, all these like abortion laws, they're so like guy, I mean, so women centric, right? I think we should start making some rules for like the guys, right? And for the guys that really believe in all these like strict abortion laws. 
I think they should wear their politics on their sleeve, so to speak, and take that sock they keep under the bed. You, you guys know what sock I mean, right? Don't, don't play dumb. Don't play dumb. You should take that sock and wear it around like a really sticky ascot or a very smelly kerchief and show everyone that's how you feel about sexual reproductive rights. Anyway, ladies, I've discovered what happens to that missing sock in the laundry. I've solved the age-old mystery where that extra sock is. It's a kind of evening wear for the gentleman. Relatable. This is relatable. Yeah, cool. Matthew Quirk, in case you're wondering. Yeah, so anyway, you, you, you know, I'm pretty hard on millennials and Gen Xs. Those of you who have been following my career know this. And uh, I am pretty critical of you guys losing the Afghan war, man. I mean, when we went in on Desert Shield, my generation, we just like whooped Saddam's ass and then bounced. We didn't get stuck there for 20 years playing World of Warcraft. But, you know, I would like to say you guys lost to a bunch of dirt farmers, but you didn't. You guys lost to a bunch of dirt hunters and gatherers. It's terrible. But you got all your delusional, like, paleo diets and shit. Like, I'm paleo. I'm trying to be more real. Well, you know who has a real paleo diet? The Taliban. You got your intermittent fasting, right, in order to be more, like, tough and everything. You know who's got real intermittent fasting? The Taliban. I guess in hindsight, you guys didn't stand a chance. Anyway, next time you guys get involved in a war, if you don't know who the enemy is, it's you. All right, peace out, everybody. Matthew Quirk, everyone. Uh, He'll be back next week with his new band, Sticky Ascot. (laughs) Matthew Quirk and the Sticky Ascots. (laughs) I love Matthew Quirk. I love Matthew Quirk. He's the hero and pundit. I don't know anything about the news until Matthew Quirk tells me every week. Your next comedian, he is a joy under wonderment. And every time he's here, I'm over the moon. Put your hands together for Teddy Hall. Thank you, Pam. Uh, Getting fired sucks. You know, getting fired. So I got fired. Uh, I got fired from an old job I had. I got fired from a daycare. We worked at a day. I fi- Anybody here want to take a guess as to why I got fired? No. Shooting heroin. All right. I took one 37-minute bathroom break, and they're like, you're out of here. And I was just like, are you serious? You know? Shooting heroin, man. They fired me from that daycare. Uh, I actually was doing heroin before the opiate epidemic, okay? And then the opiate epidemic came around. I'm like, oh, it's trendy. I'm done. I'm doing meth now, all right? Started shooting meth. <laughs> I actually had to go to the doctor recently, and they had to uh, uh, draw some of my blood, and they couldn't find the vein. And this, it was just this nice little, you know, nurse. She was just like, hey, you know, I'm going to UC Berkeley. Okay. You know, I'm starting to become a full on doctor. We're just going to take a little blood today. And then she couldn't find a vein. She could not find a vein. I was like, listen, you don't go to college to find a vein. All right. I could find a vein in a porta potty. All right. You don't need to go 
fucking college. <laughs> opiate. Opiate, lamest epidemic ever. It's just sleepy white people, all right? It offended me so much. I'm like, I'm doing meth, and I'm done being white, all right? I am colored now, all right? And I dated a black girl for two months. I can say that, okay? <laughs> anyway, I have a new girlfriend now. Um, I have a new girlfriend, and uh, and I'm sick of, you know, her being better than me. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a failure, and like, I just turned 35 in my life. I'm just a fucking shit show. I'm a failure, all right? And, uh, and every time I've introduced my girlfriend to someone, they're like, don't lose that one. And I'm just like, but why? You know, I mean, I feel like I'm doing pretty good at Mutiny Radio at this open mic. Okay, I don't know what the fuck they're writing, but uh, these are right. You know, these heroin jokes are going to take off, and <laughs> I fucking... <laughs> You know, and she's just better at it. She's got two jobs. She's better at it. She's trans, too. She's a trans, uh, transgender chick, you know. And, uh, and the only reason I mentioned that is because her cock is better than mine. All right? And that fucking pisses me off. Okay? Because that's supposed to be mine. All right? I've never taken a chick's pants off and been like, that is a pleasant cock. You know what I mean? <laughs> how do you get, how does it do that? I'm not saying it's bigger. All right? It's just pleasant, you know? Tastes good, too. Uh, but, like, here's the thing. You know, here's the thing. Uh I think that uh, she's putting some of her estrogen into my food. I think that she's putting some of her estrogen. She gets a shit ton of estrogen. I think she's putting it into my food because the other week she was just like, hey, we should plant a garden in the backyard. And I'm like, that's stupid shit. We're not doing that. And she's like, that's okay, honey. I'll just make you breakfast this week. Okay. And then about a week later, I came up to her. I was like, hey, that garden you were talking about kind of sounds like a good idea. And then maybe tonight we can watch that Julia Roberts movie. And one more thing. Why are my nipples leaking? All right. Why are my nipples leaking? And how is your cock so nice? All right. How does it get like that? God. Moral of that joke is do not let your girlfriend fuck you in the ass, all right? Because here's the thing. It's not, yeah, it's a painful experience, but she, they'll try to assert dominance, all right? That joke is not finished, all right? But I'm just trying to tell you something. <laughs> write that down. Don't write how this set was. Just write, do not let your girlfriend fuck you in the asshole, all right? I'm the man of the house. Had a weird dating life, uh, and real quick, here's the thing about herpes. Uh, it's not gonna ruin your day, all right. It's not gonna ruin. Laugh out loud, sir, because no one laughed. No one else laughed at that. It's not gonna ruin your day. You're not gonna have to call in sick to work. I'm not saying I have herpes, all right. I'm just saying I was hanging out outside, and one out of three people there were just like, "Hey, you're not gonna have to call in sick to work to get it." But even if I did have herpes, doesn't that mean I know how to fuck, right? Isn't that a good thing? You know. All I'm saying is it's adult acne, all right. Let's end the stigma. Anyway, that's my set. Thank you, guys. Daddy Ho, everyone, ending on a herpy joke like a professional. Yes. One time I got out of a ticket because I was driving too fast to Walgreens and the cop pulled me over and I was crying. I was like, I have to get to Walgreens before they close. I have herpes. I need my Valtrex. And they let me go. <laughs> your next comedian, super funny guy, clap your hands together, everyone, for Daniel Lewis. All right, how's it going, folks? How are we doing tonight? Sorry, I just got here. Let me get my bearings. Whew. All right. September 11th coming up, obviously. Big anniversary. Big anniversary. Can you believe it's been nine years since Benghazi? My God. 2012, never forget, you guys. I say never forget for 9-11. is kind of... They say that about the least forgettable thing possible, you know what I mean? They talk about it like it's the combination of your lock at the bus station, you know? This seems weird. Woo. So I uh, switched to uh, non-alcoholic beer recently. You guys ever try that? I don't want, 
don't know why I did that. I don't even notice the difference. I still want to fuck ugly people. It's not helping at all. What the fuck? More into the weed products, I have to say. You know, I'm trying to do that a little bit more. Went to the dispensary near my house. I don't know if you've been to, the, you know, these. I'm kind of older. I'm not used to, like, the products they have. They have everything there. I was like, you know what? Give me one of everything. I'll work through everything. Right now, I'm on the cannabis suppository. That's a product at the dispensary near my house. That is amazing. I, I, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't think it's, like, uh, that great of a high just because it seemed weird to shove some up my ass that's going to make me hungry. You know, it seemed like a conflict of interest or something. I'm no lawyer. What else, guys? Uh, never been much of a porn guy, but I did check back in recently. I got to tell you, it's nice to see step families getting along for once. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? It's so different. It's so different. Like, if my stepmom tried to talk to me like that back in the day, come on my tits, I'd be like, no way, you're not my real mom. They got mermaid porn on there, too. That is very disturbing to me. What are you going to do with that? It's half a fish. That is a weird thing that mermaids ever got fetishized like that. Even more disturbing, though, would be if it was the opposite, like if the bottom half was woman and the top half was fish. That'd be very dis. I hope you like eye contact. She never blinks. <laughs> Talk about some weird sex, too. You got, while you're having sex with her, you have to hold her head underwater. I know that sounds aggressive, but it's the right thing to do. That's being an attentive lover. You might get one of these kinky uh, reverse mermaids. Likes to have her head out of the water for a little while, you know? It's a nice thrill. Good God. I don't know, man. I try, I try not to offend anybody. I try to, you know, I try to say the right thing. I want to be respectful of everybody. I notice if you try a little too hard, especially at my age, you can, like, overshoot the mark a little bit. You can make things worse. I went to this, uh, this uh, like woke bagel shop near my house in Oakland the other day. And I'm, uh, I see there's a woman working behind the counter. I register as a woman. I'm walking toward it. I'm ready to order. And just as I'm about to order, I see there's a sign next to the register. It says, no racism, no homophobia, no transphobia. Please use they, them pronouns when interacting with the staff. And I'm like, all right, that's right. No shit, use they, them, use they, them. Person's like, can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, can they make me a bagel? Can you have them make me a bagel, please? With cream cheese on her, on them, on that. <laughs> bagel. And I uh, guess a coffee. Uh, let's say no cream, no sugar. She's like, you mean black? And I'm like, shh. <laughs> She's like, uh, what kind of bagel do you want? I'm like, I don't know, just give me a, just give me a regular plain bagel. Not that the other bagels aren't regular. You could take sesame seeds, poppy seeds, put them on a regular plain bagel, and they're still regular. All bagels are regular, is what I'm trying to say. Anybody who says otherwise is a real... Tell you what, even better, give me a poppy seed bagel that used to be a sesame seed bagel. Because that's right, because I'm down with that. Because I'm, you know, really down with anything when it comes down to it. Down with anything, down with everything, you know. You know what? Matter of fact, give me an everything bagel. Because that's... Because, you know, like I said, the more the merrier, down with everything. All the different combinations, so that's one plain, regular, normal, anything bagel, really, with cream cheese on her, on that. And a coffee, no cream, no sugar. Black, please, and uh, thank you, thank thou, thank thine. Could you have them thank you for me? Because I'm, because gratitude. Because namaste. I'm not allowed back. 
think it was eleven dollars. I think it was run by gypsies or something. All right, thanks, you guys. My name's Daniel. Daniel Lewis, everyone. Put cream cheese on him, her, them. Your next comedian, I'm so excited that he's here. He's part of the, he's in the San Francisco comedy competition. He's made it to the semifinals or All something right. crazy. It's so exciting. Clap your hands together for Orion Levine. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Looking for a job. Uh, I, not, I'm not. Um, I don't need one. I was just looking. And uh, I saw a job listing for a private chef, and it was listed $100,000 a year for this job. So I don't know how to cook, but I applied. And if I get that job, I'm just going to hire a chef for $50,000 a year. <laughs> Send his ass to work. Say, get in there. Feed our families. That's two livable wages. We'll have to live in Modesto, but that's two livable wages. Let's talk about my parents' divorce. Um, <laughs> don't worry. It happened when I was really little. I was like five, one. So <laughs> pretty much flew right over my head. I was unaffected. My parents got divorced so long ago that it was normal to me. You know, like like healthy marriages seemed weird. To, I remember the first time I went to my friend's house, I heard his dad say, I love you to his mom. I was like, wow, your parents fight weird. My parents hated each other. Uh, it was confusing for me because my mom would be like, your dad is a crazy person, and my dad would be like, your mom is a lizard, and I wouldn't know who to believe. Um, I, 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 wish I, I wish I was good at dating like my dad because he's been married three times, and <laughs> yeah, he's like a Mormon in slow motion. It's crazy. They're all women, too, because feminism. And uh, I have a stepmom. Um, Dan was talking about her videos. Um, <laughs> not a fan. And uh, my stepmom is a Christian woman. She's, she's religious. And we're not religious. We're Jewish. So and it's... She's Christian. I, I don't know. I view Christians like I view nudists, you know? Like, I respect their ideology. I just would rather them not be in my family. And I can't dance. Yeah, it sucks. It's humiliating. I don't like telling people that. Telling people you can't dance is like telling them you can't drive. They're like, well, good luck fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> And only when you tell someone you can't drive, they don't force you to drive. They're not like, come on, it's Friday. Everyone's trying to get home. Let's get out there, parallel park. If you see someone who can't dance but is trying to dance, just fucking let them try, okay? Don't teach them to I, I dated a girl who liked to dance, and I would dance with her because feminism and <laughs> and she she would teach me how to dance in the dance floor like could this wait till we get home maybe you know like and it wasn't like in the movies where it's like you put your arm here and I'll put my arm here and now we're in love it was not like that it was like boot camp she had a whistle she was like involve your hips it was very was scary. Hell yeah. All right, I'm going to get out of here. Thank you guys. Enjoy the rest. Yeah.
together for Orion Levine, everybody. Yeah, right. Thank you for being here and our little contest. Uh, hey, he was number five. Just um, to remind the judges what you've seen so far. Number one was Tim Taylor. Number two, Matthew Quirk. That um, that ends the old person part of the show. Uh, then we had Teddy Hall, Dan Lewis, and Orion Levine. And now we're on number six. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Trevor Whedon. How's it going, everyone? My name is Trevor Whedon. This is my second time doing stand-up. I know, right? <laughs> All right, so it's September 10th. Who's ready to party tomorrow? Too soon? No? Um, so I have some big news to tell everyone. I figure we're in San Francisco. Um, I think this is a nice, safe space to tell everyone that I'm, uh, I'm coming now as bi. Racial. Biracial. I'm half Korean and half pure. White, white, white. I'm white, half white, European. Sorry. Um, yeah, you know, growing up, it was a little weird. My parents were pretty strict. Uh, they, you know, they'd always tell me things like, Trevor, you need to get good grades so you can become a doctor. I was like, Dad, stop mocking mom's voice. You're white. But yeah, my mom, she's Korean. She's the one telling me things like, you need to clean up your room now. I like, I ran that joke by my mom. We're still in contact. Um, I ran that by her and she told me, uh, what did she say? She said, uh, Trevor, um, that's a Chinese accent. I'm Korean. Number two, um, I sound nothing like that. I've been living in California since I was 10. But anyway, uh, in all honesty, I am bi. Um, Myself. I'm by myself. I'm single. I'm single is what I'm trying to say. I just got freed from a five-year relationship. Um, but I'm, I'm so single, though. Thank you, Pam. I'm so single uh, that every time I type a letter on my keyboard on my laptop, it gives me a suggestion for Pornhub. You know, like P, Pornhub, Pussy, B, Butt, boobs, bisexual, um, X, X videos, XXX, or uh, a xylophone playing stepsister got caught in my washing machine again, so I fucked her. Interesting history I have there. Um, yeah, vaccines, vaccine mandates. How does everyone feel about that? Yeah, we all in favor? Good? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, they're going around the whole country now. I feel like we're a little bit of hipsters doing that. New York was actually first doing that. But um, vaccine mandates are, I'm in favor. Um, the only people that I think are not in favor are anti-vaxxers. It's crazy, like, anti-vaxxers are comparing themselves to Jews during the Holocaust. Remember that whole attempt on mass genocide? No? Really? <laughs> um, I mean, like... These people are crazy. Like, they're comparing themselves to one of the worst parts of history. Um, I mean, like, they can still walk on sidewalks. They, have still, they still have some freedoms. Um, but yeah, like, a lot of these people, I feel like I'd assume that most of these people were at the Capitol riot. You know, remember, I remember the speech Trump gave right before. Luckily, he was wearing his mask, I think. Um, but it went something like, take control. Take control of your capital, D.C. Behind you stands 
a building called Capitol Hill. I think that's Bane. <laughs> I did just watch Dark Knight Rises last night, so I think I might have the two confused. But um, anyway, thank you very much. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Trevor Whedon. That's the second time he's ever done stand-up comedy. Clap for him again. Twice in a row. Having and good job, man. All right, your next comedian. Um, you know, I have to say, right now he's like one of my favorite people on the planet. We hung out the other night and played Magic the Gathering, and I had so much fun. Like he's so smart. You guys all like you think one thing about your next comedian, but man, we played lots of Magic the Gathering. He's wicked awesome. Put your hands together, everybody, for Mark Neuer. He has no idea he's going up. He's outside. Somebody yell out the door, Mark Neuer. It's his turn. Mario. Mark Neuer. But he really is. He's super smart. He's not smart enough to remember where he is on the list, but he's so good at magic. Mark Neuer! The fucking head's ringing. Sheesh! The one black dude loved that intro. I love that for him and me. That was the first, a song off the Friday soundtrack that I was listening to right now. None of you fucks would get it. It's okay. He shouldn't even get it. He rode it on a bike, a motorcycle. You know what I mean? Not like a stolen bike, but like a motorcycle. You know what I mean? Like he he's doing like that joke too. Fuck all of you. Fuck all of you. You know what I mean? Are you the only fucking competition uh, judge? I hope so, because they're not catching my drift. You know what I mean? They're not catching it. Jesus Christ. Speaking of black people, hey. I've heard this. I know you guys have heard it. You all definitely are on Twitter. You've all heard this. White people have no culture. None. Zero culture. None. At all. Not any. <laughs> By a show of hands, who wants to take credit for meatloaf? <laughs> you want meatloaf? You, darling. Do you want meatloaf? No, no. Do you know why? No. <laughs> Which is, I'm pretty sure your culture, but no. You being vegetarian has nothing to do with it. It's because it's dirty and shut up. Shut the fuck up. I'm talking over here. You don't, you don't hear me? Sh you should. It's not because you're vegetarian that you don't want meatloaf. It's because it's dirty and white. Eggnog. Who wants a? Anybody? Eggnog going once, going twice. Eggnog. The dirtiest, whitest fuck in the room other than me is jumping up and down applauding eggnog. Do you catch my drift yet? And I'll give it to the black community for adding brandy during the holidays. You know what I mean? Because eggnog and brandy, they, go, they sell it. It goes together. They have SoCo fucking a Southern Comfort fucking eggnog. Eggnog is literally just mayonnaise and eggs and milk whisked together. You serve it when the fat guy comes down the... It was made in Modesto. Next to the RVs that create meth. More white culture. <laughs> I can't wait to die. 
I can't. It's going to be so good. That sweet, sweet release, ladies and gentlemen. So good. Oh, I can't feel my face, and you're welcome. It's really, it's for you. It's for you. So good. You guys heard of OnlyFans? Of course you have. Shut up. <laughs> of course you have. You disgusting, dirty fucks, you. <laughs> Thank you. I love OnlyFans so much. It's so good. It's the only way that I could still have sex with my ex-girlfriends. That's <laughs> why I have seven different flashlights and three different bank accounts. Who wants to be, who wants to get hit in that corner? Can I finish my last joke? Thank you. It's the woman, isn't it? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I love OnlyFans. It's so good. I'm on my ex-girlfriend's OnlyFans account. They have, she have a vid, we have a video together. I don't get any residuals from it. No residuals. It's, that means I'm just pissing on my ex-girlfriend on the internet for charity. The only woman in the, uh, other than Pam, Pam's a goddess, more than a woman. The only woman in the audience is the one that laughed. None of you got it. You're all fucking retarded, all right? <laughs> Me too. Hashtag. Goodbye. Mark Neuer, everyone. Breaking out the hard R. Ooh, edgy. I used to be a special education teacher for four years. I was paid $24,000 a year for four years in the late 90s. So I can say retarded. Your next comedian is new to the room. Put your hands together for Dorian Trung. Yay! So uh, I just recently saw the new Shang-Chi movie. Don't worry, no spoilers, unless you're Asian. Because surprise, he did not get the girl. <laughs> I guess Hollywood is keeping that one alive. I mean, how does this guy have 10 rings and not get a girlfriend? You know what I mean? You got a lady, man? Until yesterday. Oh, damn. Ruined my joke there, I was about to say. This guy only got six rings. He has a girl. But we just let that one go. So anyway, so I used to be uh, 300 pounds, and then, thank you, and then uh, I lost the weight because I didn't want to work on my personality. Um, for some reason, I thought my best bet on meeting a girl is try to look like a guy that could walk real far. <laughs> Man. I don't know about you guys, but do you guys ever feel like you would rather get hit by a car than go on a blind date? Every time I get set up by a blind date, on a blind date, I always feel like my friends want the worst for me. Like, I don't know why. Like, I'm just picturing the most hideous person I could think of. But I'm a nice guy. Like, like if I know I'm going to see something I don't like, I, I want her to see me, and I'm waving at her. I'm like... And then, just into a million pieces. 
just so I don't, I don't have to stand her up. That's, that's the type of guy I am. I want her to be like, oh my God, did you see that? We were gonna go on a date. But at least I know he's a gentleman. Um, what else I got here? I got my whole set. Um, there's a lot of uh, movements going on the last couple of years. You know, Black Lives Matter, the other one, Lives Matter, <laughs> Stop Asian Hate. But is it me or does Stop Asian Hate kind of feels like the WNBA of movements? <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're like pretending to like it because there's a, you know, a more popular, more exciting and more athletic movement out there. Yeah, not just me. I get really, I get really nervous and full of anxiety whenever there's like someone's approaching me about something political. Like there was one time I was just out and some guy was like, hey man, do black lives matter? I'm like, dude, I don't know how to answer that, man. You're white. <laughs> like, I, I guess, I guess I could say, yeah, you know, for, you know, the way he was talking, but you know, it could be a trap. I don't know. I don't know. Um, for some reason, every time I uh, have sex with a woman for the first time, they always look like a child pretending to be excited for the first day of school. Like we would make out, as you do, and, and it's great, you know? I push her on the bed and she's like, all excited, she's like, yeah. But the moment I like start taking off my clothes, like I could see it melt from her face, like, oh. She goes from this, she's like, <laughs> I want my mommy. I just look like an asshole with my dick out. I'm like, all right, I guess we can call your mom. Thank you. Dorian Drong, everyone. Hooray. Yeah. Hey, judges. We're just about halfway through our night of comedy. You're hanging in. Four minutes apiece. We have a, 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 a person of a different gender who would identify differently than the other people, or I don't know. I shouldn't assume things like that. I'm such a cocksucker. Like, I try to, I try to be cool and be like, she's the first lady, but I'm like, I can't call her a lady because she maybe she has, a, she has long blonde hair. And I'm excited that she's here. See, I shouldn't have said what you look like because it doesn't matter because you're going to be funny and it's the radio. <laughs> Misogyny is built into me. The fabric of my being. There's nothing I can do. Put your hands together for Sarah Goff. Yeah. It's okay. I do a vagina. You were right. It's fine. Um, how's everyone doing tonight? Awesome. Well, I'm doing terrible. Thanks for asking. Um, I hate public speaking almost as much as men love giving unsolicited advice. Uh, fun fact, that tip to imagine your audience naked, that came from Winston Churchill. Yeah, it turns out the secret to an inspiring wartime speech is being a creep. Uh, so politicians haven't changed much, right? Uh, I feel like the only real difference is they've lost their sense of imagination in today's digital age. Like, that must be why we keep catching them watching porn in the office or hiring a prostitute or telling a junior female colleague the only thing they need to do to make it in politics is them. Like, they're just trying to keep 
their, you know, their mental photo album of nude images fresh for their next public speaking event. But I'm in science, uh, which means if I were to take Winston's tip, I would do all of my public speaking just gazing out over a field of penises, kind of like I am now. Um, yeah, but I kind of think penis, like a penis is kind of like a rustic cabin. Uh, delightful if it's yours or belongs to someone you're attracted to, but the start of a horror film when it's unfamiliar and in the wild. So don't worry, I'm not picturing you naked, seriously. I prefer to picture my audience dead. Um, just kidding. I'm an artist. Obviously, I'm into the process, not the outcome. Uh, because murder is honestly a much better strategy than continuing to try to make you laugh. Like, these days, all you have to do is just, like, kill a few people and you automatically make it onto a Netflix show. Uh, also, I think if you don't hate women, you'd agree we need more female serial killers. Like, murdering is a male-dominated sport. Lots of female fans, don't get me wrong. Uh, but not nearly enough of us are taking a stab at the field. Uh, speaking of murder, babies just kill me with their cute chubby cheeks. Man, the first time my boyfriend caught me um, making an eye at a baby, he was super excited. But I was like, nah, bro, you're misunderstanding. I don't want a baby. I want to be a baby. <laughs> Look at them just eating and sleeping all day, shitting in their pants without any consequences. Like, they're living the fucking dream. Uh, I wasn't quite prepared for his response, though. Uh, he got even more excited. Um, so we decided it'd be best if we moved apartments, got a bit farther away from the preschool down the block. Um, though he did get me a stroller for Valentine's Day, so now we both get to live out our fantasies in the privacy of our own home. Um, also, though, I feel like, for women, the only escape from fat shaming is being a baby. Like, it's the only time in our lives when people are like, not only do we accept your fat roles, we love them. Uh, but for some reason, for men, the baby bod never stops being desirable. Like, dad bods, like, I'm sorry, but like, dad bods are nothing more than babies that have just really let themselves go. And yet they're celebrated as a sign of success, stability, a source of income for people who invest in Viagra. Like, I really don't get why so many women want a dad bod. Like, if you've been watching the news lately, the apocalypse is here, and having a dad bod on your team is a liability. <laughs> he's useless, okay? Like, he's absolutely useless. He can't run for shit. He's gonna trip over his own gut. Actually, wait, fuck. I just realized, saying that out loud, I think that may be the point. Like, think about it. In a post-apocalyptic world, Food's gonna be scarce, it's gonna be uh, pretty dangerous to go out and forage for food, uh, but your dad bod will still be on the couch, uh, can't run, and has been marinating himself in front of the grill for the last 30 years. Shit, I gotta go out and get a dad bod as soon as possible, so I'm gonna leave you all with that. Um, yeah, thank you. Sarah Gold, everyone! And thank you for reminding me that I have to cut up the ribs. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk out here with the next comedian and get the ribs and cut them up. Uh, and yeah, uh, hey, your next comedian. I'm super excited. Also new to the room. I'm gonna butcher their name, but I'm gonna try really hard. Uh, Tomedra Kumari. Yeah. Hey guys. 
Um, so I'm Sumeda. Yes, and this is my very first open mic. Thank you guys for the warm. Thanks for that warm welcome. Um, I'm just now realizing that this was a competition, so maybe this wasn't a great idea. <laughs> um, but it's okay. Even if I get completely obliterated up here, uh, I'm really good at hiding my sadness. Um, my therapist thinks that's a bad thing. <laughs> um, so another thing that she says is sometimes you just kind of have to sit back and uh, laugh at life, you know? And so that's what I'm here to do today. I'm here to laugh. Uh, hopefully make some of you guys laugh. And if none of that works out, at least I didn't have to pay someone $80 to listen to me tonight. <laughs> so here goes nothing. Um, so I went through a pretty devastating, bre devastating breakup earlier this year. Um, I got dumped by my employer. <laughs> I was working as a dental assistant downtown. And uh, you know, it was an amazing job, great. 10 out of 10 would recommend, if you hate yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, so she called me into her office. And you know, that's never a good thing when your boss does that. Um, so she sat me down and she gave me this look and said, we need to talk. And that's also never, never a good thing. Um, when has somebody started a conversation with, we need to talk, and it hasn't ruined your life? <laughs> um, so it felt pretty much like a breakup. She told me, hey, it's not working out. It's not us, it's you. <laughs> and that was the first time I cried in the office. That wasn't my therapist. Um, but anyway, so that was a couple months ago. I got my heart broken, moved back in with my parents, because I also went broke. <laughs> um, but then I decided, you know, it's time to get back out there, maybe get my heart broken one more time. So I decided this time, let me try dating. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the dating scene, God, it's brutal out here. <laughs> so at this point, I feel like I've downloaded and deleted the Tinder and Bumble app so many times that I'm starting to think maybe I'm the one with the commitment issues. <laughs> but hey, it's not my fault. Have you seen the profiles out there? Like, I swear, if I see one more sunburnt white guy on a boat holding up a fucking fish and the line, I love hiking in his bio, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be my 13th reason. <laughs> so, I decided to ditch the apps and uh, go old school. And I asked one of my friends to set me up on a date. And so uh, he sets me up with this Indian guy that he works with. And I go on this date, and he looks me dead in the eye, the guy, and he says, I don't identify as a person of color. <laughs> what? And so I just stare back at him, and I'm like, my guy, you look like a burnt walnut. <laughs> what do you think you are? <laughs> And he goes, white. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, um, that checks out. Because earlier, instead of saying person of color, he said colored person. And I'm like, yeah, only a white guy from the 30s would say that. <laughs> so um, I complain a lot about my dating life. And I feel like it's always the people who are already in relationships that give the worst advice. And <laughs> so the worst one I've heard is, don't worry. There's plenty of fish out there in the sea. And I'm just like, 
No, the fuck, there's not. The guys on the boats already killed them for their Bumble profile pics. Um, but I'm not losing hope. Uh, there's still some hope out there for me. Uh, I'm Indian, so if this dating thing doesn't work out, there's always somebody back home who needs a US citizenship. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, that's my time. Yay! What an exciting new room person, Sumena Kamari! Yay! That was wonderful, hooray! Welcome, that was lovely. All right, your next, <clears throat> sorry, your next comedian. He's actually one of the showrunners on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival that's coming up October 10th through 16th. He's going to be running five shows at a couple different venues. I'm super excited. He's so wonderful and funny. Put your hands together for Peter Struckmeyer. Hello. Oh, it is Friday. I just devoured a bon me and then burped in the face of a nice lady on my walk over here. So let's go. Are we excited for the weekend? Are we going to rage? We're going to go hard? I had a bender last weekend, let me tell you. Saturday night, I went out in the Castro, decided to take a shot every time they played Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah, I was drunk off my ass. So I'm leaving the bar at 2 in the morning, and it is last call for men, okay? I'm surveying the street. I'm like, who am I going to take home with me here tonight? Where is the street meat I'm going to devour? And then I'm like, you there, the man with the green hair. Green-haired man, you're going to get into this lift with me and come have sex. And he was like, okay. So we're making out in the back of a lift. And I don't know if any of y'all have been in rideshare during the pandemic, but you have to keep your mask on at all times, which is really difficult when you're trying to sword fight with your tongues. Okay, so we're like, we're making out, and then, like, our judgment gets the better of us, and we're like, oh, shit, like, you know, going back and forth between, like, trying to, like, discreetly hook up here, and our Lyft driver finally just looks back and is like, no, no, I'm cool with it. <laughs> and I'm like, how cool with it are you? So finally, I was like, hey, man, do you want to get in on this action? <laughs> He's like, yeah. So now I am having a threesome with the green-haired man and my Lyft driver. Okay, what would happen is we'd get to a stoplight, I would lean over and leech my mouth onto the Lyft driver's face, and then when the light turned green, I was like, okay, green as in your hair, I need to go back to you and hook up with you. Okay, so yes, it is me and my two hungry, hungry hippos. So we're going back to my place. We start hooking up together. And about two minutes in, my Lyft driver takes a shower, but doesn't dry himself off. So, like, imagine this strange man that has just driven me to my place and is starting to hook up with me, takes a shower, comes back sopping wet, and I'm like, bro, I'm not trying to hook up with a mop here. <laughs> so he leaves. And then the green-haired man stays. We are continuing to hook up. And he's a biter, which is not sexy, okay? <laughs> We have long outgrown hickey era, okay? But uh, not this time, apparently. No, no, he's like 
clamping his teeth onto like various parts of my neck and upper body to the point I was like, bro, time out. We gotta stop. So I go, I look at myself in the mirror, and I am covered in lesions from this man's mouth that make me look like an end-of-life gay AIDS patient. Okay, like I'm talking like it is 1988, I have the gay cancer, T-cell count has gone below five, and it's sad, but like people are don't really get it yet, so I'm just gonna be remembered through like a very politically correct patch on a quilt. So we go to bed. And I wake up and I'm like, oh, there's a green-haired man in my bed. Don't remember this happening. And we're hooking up again, and he reaches for what he thought was my lube to put on my dick. It was my hand sanitizer. <sighs> yeah, thank you, Pam. That was the correct response. <laughs> so the moral of the story here is it burns when I pee, and I am looking for two gentlemen to do that all over with again tonight. So hit your leather daddy up. I am Peter Struckmeyer. That is my time. Thank you. Peter Struckmeyer and the green-haired man and the Lyft driver. I want you to write a children's story. <laughs> it's like, it can be published by Chronicle Books or something. It'll be like, the green-haired man is nice. <laughs> I can imagine the rhyme. We'll talk about it later. Your nice comedian, uh, he's one of my favorite young comedians on the scene. He's so funny. He did such a great job guest hosting last week. And you're going to love him right now. He's number 12, judges. It's Ian Langland. The one and only. Whoa, this is like a full crowd. No one came when I hosted. What the fuck? Where the fuck were you guys? It was like three people. Jesus Christ. How are we doing? We're all happy? All healthy? Yeah? Good. Did we all get the old... You know, I don't even care. Don't even tell me. I don't even care. I got it. Um, but I was seeing the other day that they now are, they have like sweepstakes and giveaways for people that haven't got the vaccine yet. Have you guys seen this? Right. Companies are like giving away stuff. If you get vaccinated, fucking I wish I waited. <laughs> wish I waited. That would have been nice. They're giving away gifts. They're giving away gifts. When I got it, it was for the betterment of society, Right. It was for helping everybody out, helping the community. I got it, and I was like so proud of myself, and now they give away gifts to the people that fucking waited? I don't get like a residual, <laughs> like, hey, you remember? we remember you, here's your gift. I don't get shit, really? That's fucked, I feel like the only kid on Christmas that like didn't get any gifts, and I'm like sitting next to the Christmas tree crying while everyone's opening up, like, I want fucking a thousand miles from Southwest, that would be nice. What do I gotta do? What do I have to do? That's what I wanna know. Do I have to get the vaccine again? Is that legal? Is that legal? I don't know. Are there rules? How are they gonna know? I'll get fucking, put it, put it in me. Put it all in me. Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, fucking heroin. I don't know. If it's in a needle, put it in me. That's what I, that's where I'm at, you know? If, even if the needle's used, I'll take it. I will risk AIDS for a chance at a TJ Maxx gift card. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I need to update my wardrobe. <laughs> I'll take anything. Next time you'll see me, I'll have like new Jordans, a North Face, and like 10 tickets to an amusement park, but this whole side of me is just like non-responsive. <laughs> I'm like, hey, who wants to go to Knott's Berry Farm? Hey, I can't feel my heart. I'm dying. Okay. 
Um, I believe that we all have a as a society have we've let porn go too far. I don't think that's a hot take. We all know this. We've all been on the internet. We all know this. It, we've, it's gone too far, and the way we talk about it, way too casual. We got to keep that shit to ourselves. I was talking to a man, and he was just casually talking about watching farting porn. Oh, oh, okay, all right, thank you. Never need to see you again. <laughs> why, why would he say that to me? I don't even know him. He was, it was a stranger. He said this to me. I just met him. Farting porn. Keep it to yourself. That's where I'm at, right? I, get, I feel guilty if I talk about myself for too long, and this guy's telling me about farting porn. <laughs> By the way, he was a father. He was a father. He had children, and he was talking about this. And I was like, uh, yeah, we need to lock that shit down. We, I don't know what happened, but we just lost control of it. We're like in Jurassic Park. Like, we thought we could tame this beast of porn, but that fucking electric fence died years ago, and it's not going back. The T-Rex is out, man. They fucking had to deal with velociraptors. We're dealing with garden gnome porn, and I had to look that up. I had to look it up, and you can assume what it is. It is women getting fucked by garden gnomes. And the worst part about it, I wasn't even surprised that it existed. That shouldn't be okay. I was, into, I was like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's what, that was my response. I was like, yeah, that's kind of tame, actually. It shouldn't be okay. I shouldn't just be like, okay, with that kind of shit. We just got to stop watching. Just stop, everybody. I know, I know you don't want to. It's easy for me to say because I actually don't watch porn. I know it's very surprising to people because I'm 21 years old. Everybody's like, no fucking way. Every dude gets so defensive. They're like, no fucking way you don't watch porn. It's like, it's true. It's because, you know, they're insecure and addicted, whatever. But I don't watch it. I really don't want I just think it's weird. I think it's weird to see two people have sex and then you pretend to have sex with your hand. That's very strange. Like, I'm not going to watch Martha Stewart bake a cake and then, like, pretend to whisk batter in rhythm with her. Like, yeah, Martha, let's do it. No, I'm not going to do that shit. I'm like putting icing on the cake. Like, let's ice together, Martha. Oh, shit, I missed the fucking money shot. Got to go back 10 seconds. <laughs> no, just stop watching that shit. That's my PSA. Thank you. I'm Ian. Yay! A fire set from Ian Langlands. Number 12. Yay. I love Martha Stewart. I do, I have, an idol, I have an idol to her in my little alcove at my house. I, I have a lesbian fantasy about her and Clydesdales in a barn and her two dead dogs, Chin Chin and Paw Paw. Your next comedian, put your hands together for number 13, Newman Shockers! Yeah, my name's Newman. Yeah, keep that in mind. Um, so I turned 21 recently. That was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Now I don't have to hide my alcoholism anymore, so that's great. Um, yeah, and I realized that when I turned 21, I should be able to run for president. Like, 21-year-olds should run for president. Because, like, if you're able to get shit-faced, I feel like you should be allowed to, like, bomb a country. I think that's fine. <laughs> Hell, I think you should be allowed to bomb a country shit-faced. Because like that's what, like, presidents seem to be doing anyway. Yeah, I don't I don't know, 9-11 is coming up, touchy time for some people. I don't get why it's, like, touchy for, like, people my age, though. Because, like, I get that it's sad, but, like, we could barely remember it. <laughs> like, if James, if James Cameron came out, like, with a movie set on, like, United 93 and it was, like, a romance, <laughs> I would watch it, you know? Because, like, Titanic, 9-11, same category for me. Like, sure, it happened, but, you know, it doesn't, I can't remember it too well, sorry. 
I don't know. I feel like, are we still scared of COVID? Are we scared? Is anybody scared of COVID here? Yeah. Yeah, pussies. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't want to get COVID. Like, if I do get COVID, I want to get I want to get it doing something I enjoy doing, like having sex with a stranger or going to Trader Joe's. Same kind of yeah. I don't want to get COVID from work. Like, like if I get COVID from work, I'm going to kill myself. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I can't let customer service be my cause of death. Like, that's too much. I know. I don't. I don't know if you guys are getting the vibe that I'm like a messed up person. But I'll be honest with you. Like I have a stronger stance on music than I do on like racism. Cause like yeah, racism sucks. I really hope we can all like agree on that. Really hope so. But here's the thing. Like if I had to choose between hanging out with someone who hated Indian people like me, or someone who didn't like the same music as me. I'm hanging out with the bigot. Because, like, I get it. I have some family members I'm not fond of. I can't get bad taste, though. I'm sorry. I think we also have to, like, agree that racists have, like, pretty good PR. Like, we should all agree on that. Because, like, racists took over the term all lives matter. That's crazy when you think about it. That'd be like if McDonald's' new catchphrase was health matters. Like, it'd be fucking crazy. Like, who are you, you know? But yeah, I hope we're doing our part against racism. I certainly am by having sex with more racists. Because fuck racism, right? Yeah, woo, fuck racism. But no, seriously, it is a great way to fight racism. Because how are they still going to keep calling me inferior when I made them come? Like, even their cousins couldn't. So I think I have the edge up here. But yeah, no, dating dating's hard. Like, it really is. Like, I texted this girl, you up, at 3 a.m. last night, because, you know, I'm a romantic. And she immediately texted back, no. So that, that one was tough. And yeah, that was my set. Thank you, guys. Yay! Keep your hands clapping for Newman Shock. Yay! That was lovely. Uh, hey, your next comedian is new to the room, and I... Don't remember his last name because I only put his first name. Put your hands together, everybody, for Julio. Is Julio here? Oh, he is. Julio. Julio. Oh, okay. Well, Julio didn't come. Your next comedian, um, I feel lucky enough to be able to play magic with him every once in a while. Magic the Gathering. And uh, we play cards, and he's really talented and funny and smart and wonderful. Clap your hands together for Josh Kotsky. Hello. Happy fantasy football season, everybody. It's happening. It's back. Uh, you know, when I was a child, I used to fantasize about being a star quarterback, throwing a game-winning touchdown overtime in the Super Bowl. And now... My wildest fantasy is being a manager of a losing football team. God, I am excited football's back, though. This Sunday, big game, Jaguars at the Texans. Really the most important thing happening in Texas right now. <laughs> Do you realize how crazy this shit is getting? The United States government is offering bounties for proof of fetuses. And people are fighting against it 
by overloading their servers with Shrek memes and horse porn. What the <laughs> fuck is happening? Oh my god, and I know what you're all thinking. Josh, Cassie, what's my number? I think 14. 14. Josh, Cassie, number 14. <laughs> we really want to hear more men talk about this whole abortion issue, and I'm happy to <laughs> oblige. You haven't gone enough, I'm here for you. All right, here's what I don't get about this whole, th there's a lot of bad things, but right now, the things I don't get. So it's all like behind the, like the abortion stuff, the birth control stuff, it's mostly straight Republican guys. Now, as a straight guy who's had sex at least twice, <laughs> I've, yeah, right, go me. I've never been like, hey baby, are you on birth control? No? Good. Also, if I, <laughs> if I accidentally get you pregnant, I hope we have no choice in the matter, all right? And then from the Republican point of view, like, it doesn't make sense politically because who is more likely to use this stuff? It's the liberals. So if you legalize it, you can literally stop Democrats from being born. So that would seem like a win to me, right? I don't know, like, at this point, I'm having so much difficulty thinking about, like, people doing all this stuff against their own self-interest. I honestly don't think it's the Republicans doing this stuff anymore. I think the machines have taken over. They've taken over Texas. They're trying to take over California right now. Go out and vote. Uh, I, I think where we're at right now, we're in, like, the prequel of the Matrix. Like... The, the, the machines, they haven't gotten enough power to fully boot up the system, so they just need more humans, and they're just outlawing anything that would stop reproduction. And they're getting cocky about it, too. Releasing the Matrix 4 right now, in the middle of all this stuff, oh, they are confident, you guys. And I just want to say, I welcome them. I welcome our robot overlords. <laughs> I will sell you all out so fast. Oh my God. I will sell you out. I just, it, not even for a lot. Like, make me like a, a movie star, sure. Make me a, a, a comedian who's decent. That would be cool. Make, make my fantasy football team win. Oh, I will sell you all out right goddamn now. All right, thanks for your time, everybody. I'm Josh. Kotsky, everyone. He's got a fantasy football team. One year when I played fantasy football back in the day before they took the knee and all that other stuff and everything got all wacky and strange, I my team, they were called the All Shawns, and everyone's name had to have Sean in it. So it was like All Sean, Duh Sean. Like it was all the Shawns. It didn't matter what team, they were all Shawns. Anyway, and I did pretty well because <laughs> it was just random. And that's how football works. Your next comedian, such a funny guy, uh, such a friend of the station, so happy he's here. Put your hands together for Lee Stewart. <laughs> Lee, he's outside. Lee, there he is. Yay! I don't even fucking know these guys, and they're real nice. Hey, you guys stay a minute. Hey, don't get up. <laughs> Sit down a minute. Settle in. Let's talk. What's your name? Lou. Lou? You spell that L O U? Huh. 
Spelling Bee Champion, 2006. <laughs> this guy. Just so everyone knows, um, I had a really like handsomely paid gig in Canada, and I didn't change because <laughs> it got canceled. Just so everyone knows. And I figured it would work here, right? It works here in the city. <laughs> you can wear all denim. Am I wrong? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> no, and I notice the douchier I dress, the more attention I get from women. <laughs> you, you guys, <laughs> anyone else? Uh, yep. Uh, oh, <laughs> right on. This guy feels me. He had a gig in the 70s <laughs> that got canceled, and look at what he's wearing. <laughs> Fuck, he got laid that night. But not in 2021, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're gonna have to fucking jerk it like the rest of us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, is that like a... <laughs> so you gotta dress douchey and you gotta be douchey too. You gotta be like, oh yeah, dude. Yeah, fuck bitches, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but uh, no, I had this, I was walking my dog. No, uh, like actual dog, not my penis. <laughs> you sick fucks. <laughs> But I'm walking my dog, and uh, I'm always scared when I go in the corner because, you know, he weighs like 100 pounds. That's like twice me, and he can control me. <laughs> and uh, we run into, yeah, I, I'm in a loving relationship. Let me just get that out of the way. But the girl was cute. She was cute. She had two dogs. Our dogs were friendly. <laughs> don't you love that? You guys have dogs? Dog owners? Yeah, don't you love how you get conversations and they don't give a fuck about you? <laughs> He's like, oh, what's your dog's name? How old is he? How much does he weigh? I'm like, my name's Lee. <laughs> uh, but so she goes, but it took me by surprise because, you know, I just got back from the store. My, don't want to sound privileged, but my Beats <laughs> pods I put on pause because <laughs> I was, just got done cleaning up my dog's massive shit. She goes, wow, that looks really working for you today. <laughs> And I go, I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, which part? <laughs> Is it the uh, slides with socks? <laughs> Showing my East Coast vibes? Because <laughs> we were, uh, I'm from Pennsylvania, so we wear socks and slides year round. <laughs> Who needs snowshoes? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Your laugh is just making my set so much better. Thank you. Uh, so it wasn't the socks or slides, I don't think. And then I was like, maybe it's the gym shorts <laughs> that I haven't washed in a month because I wear them to bed every day. <laughs> That's what my girlfriend does. She gets a horn. She's like, all right, it's time to wash the shorts. <laughs> they smell like your balls. <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm wearing a tank. That's short for tank top. <laughs> if you guys didn't follow along, <laughs> it was a tank top. So I was wearing it on top. Not like a military tank, you know, Afghanistan, 20 years. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Never forget. Oh, wait, that's different. Uh, <laughs> but then I was also wearing like this flagrantly, like violently colored, like Hawaiian shirt with like pink flowers. I'm, I'm just like the modernized Big Lebowski out here with a cigarette hanging out of my mouth and fucking spilling my Red Bull everywhere because <laughs> I can't control my big ass dog. And she's like, your look's really looking. Er. <laughs> working for me. And I'm like, which part? <laughs> which part is it? Maybe it's this giant bag of dog shit <laughs> that really ties it all together. 
So now I've learned when I go out to the bar, I uh, make sure to take my dog out first. <laughs> and I bring a big old bag of dog shit. <laughs> and I say, hey, what are you drinking? And I slap the shit on the bar. <laughs> and it usually doesn't go well. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I love you all. So vote for me. Uh, I'm not Canadian, but I'm dressed for Canada. The name's Lee. Thank you. Th that's my guy. He clapped for me. Thank you. Lee Stewart, everyone. Lee Stewart. Yay. Number 15. Your next comedian, he's also new to the room, and I'm super excited to see what he's bringing. Put your hands together for Patrick Delaney. I just can't <laughs> Cool, we got music. Like a game show. It's my very first time. I just had bad sex in front of all you guys. You couldn't even put the condom, I put it on upside down, what an idiot. I was at the uh, farmer's market the other day and um, I saw a woman there and she was um, selling paintings of celebrities. And um, she was selling a painting of Jeffrey, Ep Jeff yeah, Jeffrey Epstein. You got to say something. I was like, excuse me, miss. How much for the framed suicide? She was like, what are you talking about? I was like, dude, you have a painting of Jeffrey Epstein, you weirdo. And she's like, that's not Jeffrey Epstein. That's Anthony Bourdain. Now that guy killed himself. <laughs> I felt really bad, so I bought the painting, and now it's sitting on my desk. I was going to hang it somewhere, but that would be in bad taste. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All right. All righty. <laughs> I was catching up with a buddy of mine the other day, and uh, he started driving for Uber. And I was asking him how he liked it. He was like, dude, I love driving for Uber. I get to set my own hours. I get to drive my own car. I get to be my own boss. I pretty much run my own small business now. I was like, I'm going to stop you right there. You don't. <laughs> you don't run your own small business. You work for a taxi cab company that makes you drive your own car to work. You're nowhere near in the realm of killing it. I'm sorry, I, feel, I felt bad for me. <laughs> I didn't actually say that to him. Oh, man. Cleaning vomit out of your car, that's, uh, that's not really self-starter energy. I didn't mean to pump the brakes on you. And look, I'm not trying to throw shade on anyone that um, drives for Uber and Lyft. I did it for like three years. It was only a side gig for me. I never walked up to someone and was like, hey, I'm the CEO of a Honda Civic. You can't really drop that at a high school reunion. <laughs> I told all this to him, I felt very bad. My buddy got all defensive, he was like, no dude, next time you wanna ride, you call me and you call me uh, only, all right? Here, take my card. I was like, why would I take your card? I'm gonna use the app on my phone. <laughs> I have an app, I have a paperless app on my phone, so take your card back, you tree murderer. 
run my own business right now. You got to be kidding me. The kid selling lemonade down the street is more of an entrepreneur than you are. He at least started something. You just signed a form. That's like entrepreneurship with training wheels. I would love to see him go up to a group of CEOs and kind of talk shop about being a made man in like business. You know, he walks up to him. He's like, yeah, I'm like you guys. You started in your mom's basement. Now you're worth six figures. I currently live in my mom's basement. Now my speedometer's at six figures. <laughs> you got a secretary? I got a glove box. I'm fucking my glove box. <laughs> all right, that's all I got there. Thank you. Run. Keep it going for Patrick Delaney. That was your first set ever or just your first set here? That was your first set. No, but it was your first set ever? That was amazing. You guys keep clapping. That was his first set ever. Yay! No, seriously, that was really fucking good. That was your first set. I, I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. That's amazing. Um, has Marquise shown up yet? Did Marquise? Oh, there he is. Hi! I didn't see you come in. Yay, I'm so excited that you're here. Hey, everybody, number 17, put your hands together. The super funny Marquise Rossier! Yay! Hi. Not super funny, super black, though. <laughs> Literally, my, my set can just be like, blah, 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 black. And you're like, until you have to laugh. You have to fucking laugh. It's the era. It's the era. You got to laugh. Oh, uh, I was sitting by the judge, uh, by one of the judges, and I saw, like, all the scores for us. So I know who gets, I know who passes. I know who goes on. So literally, it's like an Excel sheet. It's your name, and then it's the reason why you're passing. So, like, there's my name, and then there's, like, ha-ha, he's black. <laughs> he's got to go. He's got to continue. I'm going like, to get the jokes up because my memory is shot. I've been doing a lot of drugs, which we love. Um, I'm new to San Francisco. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm glad. Thanks for the welcome, y'all. Um, it's really, um, it's really nice here. People are really nice here. Um, something I noticed because Florida is not so nice. Let me tell you how nice people are. Let me tell you how nice people are here. I was taking public transit on the bus. Taking public transit on the bus. Haha. <laughs> Nervous. Um, and like it was completely filled. There were no seats left, right? And so some old guy sees me with no seat, and he's like, "Hey, you can come sit on my lap, right?" <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Yeah, he was, yeah, he's really nice and also really smart because you can tell I'm very pansexual. Um, um, uh, another uh, example of how nice people are in San Francisco, um, I went to Trader Joe's, had to get some groceries, I had a date, had to get some ingredients, you know, uh, cooking for a date, and... Anyway, the door person's like, you can't come in here, you don't have a mask. You can't come in here, you don't have a mask. And I'm like, fuck, I gotta fucking get the ingredients. Let me just get in there and get the beer and chicken nuggets for my date. Like, chill out. <laughs> and, you know, he's like, no, you can't have a mask. So anyway, some guy, some beautiful San Franciscan sees me struggling, sees what's happening. And he's like, takes the mask off his face. And he's like, here, take it. And I do. And I walk in there with so much attitude. Middle fingers to the door person. That was not a good joke. Don't laugh at that. 
Um, no, no, sugar, no, sugar. So yeah, I grew up in Florida. I'm Haitian. I'm Haitian. Does anyone know what a Haitian is? Okay, yeah, I'm Haitian. I'm one of those. And the thing about us in this country is we get a lot of fucking, uh, how do you say it? Like, rumors about us. Like, people don't know shit about us. And so in American fashion, when you don't know shit about a group of people, you make shit up. Right? Stereotypes and shit. So, like, apparently I heard that we like to eat cats. Wild, right? I don't like to eat a cat. I heard that. We like to eat. Like, and people tell us that, tell me, or I hear that we eat each other in Haiti like we cannibalize Haitians I'm like that's fucking wrong we only eat white people in Haiti what the fuck you know? <laughs> skin them and eat them <laughs> oh, we don't eat each other <laughs> um it's really nice here only thing is there's a lot of gang activity out here man I was walking around the corner here and some people in all green fucking saw me and they were like bro what you doing around here man so I just ran away because I'm not gonna. I'm just a punk. And um, anyway, turns out they were Boy Scouts. <laughs> Territorial San Franciscan Boy Scouts. Yeah. So I. Yeah. Sucks to run from. I don't know. Um. Yo, AI is getting really wild, ain't it? it's getting wild it's it's like like literally your phone picks up everything every fucking whisper i'm starting to think that ai also has a sick sense of humor right because like right it knows that like i'm not like i'm divorced from that woman i married right and it's like happy like happy marriage you know <laughs> on facebook or like fucking it knows like my friend of 25 years is like buried in my backyard, right? And it's like happy friend anniversary. <laughs> uh, I got nothing to add to that. Thank y'all. Yay, Marquis! Hooray! He's black! Yay! Uh, we have your 18th comedian up, your last of the contest. I, he's outside. I'm so excited that he's here. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Kyle Morrissey. I didn't know this was happening. I'm totally not prepared, um, but I'm here. I don't think I'm going to be successful at this. I don't think I'm going to be successful at stand-up comedy. Um, the thing about having an audience these days is you sort of just attra generally attract people who look like you. Like Eliza Schlesinger, hot moms. She sells out hot moms, late 30s, right? A group of guys who look like me all gathering en masse under the same roof is probably going to be a federal offense in about three years. It is. Like, the only I'll have to do shows with, like, a giant net hidden under everybody. So we can just, we got him, you know? Like... <laughs> It's gonna look like the end of Finding Nemo, okay? Just a bunch of skinny white dudes like, ah, ah! <laughs> bunch of bunch of bunch of Ian Langlands like, I trusted you, I trusted you. <laughs> if I if I ever sell out a venue, it's gonna get handled like when Barack Obama hears about an Afghan wedding, all right? Or just like put one right through the roof, all right? Just leave a crater. I don't want any signs. I uh. I, I, got, I just got back from Los Angeles doing this um, weird place. I'm not too familiar with L.A. It's weird when you go somewhere and your only reference for it is Grand Theft Auto. It's just, like, 
I saw a couple prostitutes outside of my hotel, and the only thing I thought was like, oh, yeah, if I murder them, I'll get my money back, right? Like, a giant dildo appeared in my hand. I just started whacking them. It was, sorry. People usually pull back on that. I think it's because they say prostitutes. I'm sorry. Sex workers. Uh, I, uh, I, I murdered two sex workers in Los Angeles this last weekend. Um, it's an intimidating place. I don't think I would, uh, I, I feel like I'd wash the hell out there. I don't think I would do well in Los Angeles. I think the only thing I have going for me in a place like that is I just got diagnosed with celiac disease. Uh, you guys, okay, you know. All right. I was going to say, if you don't know what celiac is, get out of California. You're not going to make it. Um, I, I'm allergic to gluten, apparently. I had no idea. I went to a doctor, and I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, I eat a piece of pizza, and I feel like I'm going to pass out. And he was like, all right. Why don't we play this extra safe? I'm just gonna put it down as COVID-19. Okay, how about, <laughs> how's that? I was like, no, please don't, this is serious. I can't eat bread. Uh, besides, the only thing having a gluten allergy and not and getting COVID have in common is when you're like, I need to tell everybody. Uh, it's my moral responsibility to tell everyone in my life I don't know if anyone's got that group text recently. Hey, uh, everyone on this thread, I had physical contact with you the other night uh, at Olive Garden. Uh, listen, you're probably fine. I'm just letting you know when I eat the chicken carbonara, I shit fire and then I need to lie down, all right? You don't need to get tested. I'm sure you're fine, but I'm just letting you know. Someone was like, really? You had no idea you had a gluten allergy this whole time? I admit it. I was like, I kind of had a feeling. Like, at least for the last few years, I've had a very strong craving for more attention. Um, <laughs> someone, uh, doctor gave me the diagnosis, and I was like, well, I don't have a personality, so this is perfect. Uh, this is great. All right, you guys have been great. Thank you very much. Your last comic of the contest, number 18, Kyle Morrissey. Exciting stuff. So what's going to happen now is I'm going to uh, run around and do some jokes while you do the judging. Um, and I've got some ribs. Judges get to eat first, and then we'll see what's so what we have left. All right, okay, so I'm going to run around. There's 11 ribs, and there's more people than there are ribs. But you're a vegan, so it's going to be okay. So while you're judging, I'm just going to do some jokes. And I'm going to start with the vegans, because I really respect and love vegans. I go home. No, sometimes I go home at night, and I smoke a bunch of weed, and I finger my butthole, and I think about ways to save the vegans. Does no one else do that? That's, I'm the only one? No, I sit there, and I'm like, oh, how can I save the vegans? And so, no, I've been thinking about it because I want to use my body the way God intended and not to have a baby that's gross, but to make milk, right? Like, because vegans breastfeed their children, but vegans don't eat cheese. And if I had to choose between sex and cheese, I'm going cheese. So the vegans must be very sad. This is like an if-then-therefore that doesn't make a lot of sense. But what I'm saying is if I pump my breasts, I can make cheese out of it to save the vegans because it's 100% consent-based milk. 
Like they're gonna, I'm giving you consent. You can eat this cheese, vegan, 22% fat from the boobs. It's gonna melt. It's gonna change your fucking life. Cashew cheese doesn't melt. It's not cheese. I would be so depressed if I was vegan. I'd just be like, no more cheese. Thing is, I smoke and eat so much weed that when I pump my boobs, I can make TH cheese to save the vegans, right? And then the question becomes, can I get high off my own supply? Can I finally reach weed singularity someday? Everyone's been talking about Texas. Texas is freaking my shit out, right? Because it's so hypocritical and weird. Like, they love guns. They love capital punishment. They hate abortions? <laughs> abortions are microdosing murder. It's like... It's the cutest murder. It's fun-sized murder. It's like, you'd think they'd be so down. Maybe if you could, like, inject something into the bait. Like, I don't know if they could. They're like, we don't want it to feel any pain. Anyway, it's, it's, sorry, having baby. I, I only have one regret about my first abortion. Uh, well, yeah, it happened in 1995, so 26 years ago. And I, yeah, I had one regret about my first abortion, and that's uh, I, I didn't keep the kid. Because uh, right now I could be fucking all of his friends. <laughs> like, 26-year-olds are hot. I love 26-year-olds. <laughs> I hang out a lot with comics, and they all happen to be like between 23 and 28 years old, and I'm like, this is cute. And they say, oh, you give off a serious mom vibe. You know, we don't want to mess, we don't want to mess with you. I'm like, what about a stepmom vibe? Because <laughs> I see what you're watching on your phones. Like, just because you have the sound off doesn't mean we can't see it. We are on the bus together. <laughs> like, I see you. Which is, incidentally, the biggest compliment you can get from someone under 30. <laughs> They're like, I see you. That's it? So uninventive, so stupid. I'm like, who raised these children? Not me. But they can't give a fucking compliment. It's crazy. The other compliment they'll give you, it's incredible when they say, you're a real one. Have you heard this? This is the biggest. You haven't heard this from a child yet. You're a real one. That is uh, meaningful. You've heard it, right? And it's, that's, that's like their idea of like hitting on me. I'm like, kick flip your way into my heart. Like, what is happening? Can I see your ID? Take me home. Are you homeless? Go home to your mother's house. Are you okay? She misses you. It's 1.30 in the morning. It's, it's crazy. I live in the Tenderloin, and uh, I get, I think that we should rebrand catcalling, right? Because a guy walked up to me, and he said, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. That's a compliment. That's cat complimenting. I'm taking it. Meow. <laughs> Meow. Thank you. Another guy yelled at me from across the street. He was like, hey, keep living your life. Stay healthy. Cat affirmations? Like, I'm thinking about that all day. Thank you, sir. That's nice. I feel good. Try not to wear skirts in the tenderloin. <laughs> a gentleman sauntered up to me. Hey, like your skirt? Can I get under there and get a sniff? 
You've crossed the line, brother. <laughs> that is cat calling. And so gross, right? Like, why do you want to smell that dude's jizz? <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? It's on you, bro. Ideally, it's on me. <laughs> I understand catcalling so intimately, though, because I have two cats, and I call them all the time. I'm like, come here, baby kitty, come here. Come here, baby kitty. And they ignore me. And I'm like, Grr! and then they, they show me their butthole. And I'm like, oh, you're asking for it. And I pick them up without consent. And I turn them into a baby and I kiss them on the mouth. It's cat calling. Cats don't like it either. <laughs> they don't, they're not down. Uh, I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to take my cat. I want to shave him. I want to knit a sweater out of his fur, and I want to make him wear it. <laughs> I'm crazy. I love my cats. Are, are you all done judging? Okay. Cool. They're all done judging. You're done judging? Okay, we'll go in the back, and uh, we'll work this out. We'll announce the winners in, in just a second. The ribs are here. There's 11 ribs. So there's napkin thingies and uh, just, you know, like when a person, you know, don't, don't, you know, here we go. All right, I'm going to run back.
All right. We've got the winners. They're going to be booked in uh, pro – it's probably going to – we're going to have to wait till October, I think. I have to look at all my lists for September. and uh, But definitely the first week of October if we don't get to it. But uh, your first winner, Sarah. Yay. Uh, and then Dan Lewis. I think he's still outside. Dan Lewis. Yay. Yay, Dan Lewis. Uh, and I don't think Peter Struckmeyer is still here, but Peter Struckmeyer! But Peter Struckmeyer doesn't really get to win because he's like hosting five shows in the fucking Muti Radio Comedy Festival. So he's fine. He gets plenty of stage time. Uh, and another winner, I'm so excited, Ian Langlands! Yay! And then who knew your, your last Ian, you're a winner! Yeah! And then um, he didn't even know he was going to be here. He just showed up at the last minute. It was Kyle Morrissey. All right. But a lot of other people got voted for. So that was super awesome. Thank you all for being here. Uh, on Monday, we do Joke Workshop at 6 o'clock. And um, I'll hit up all these people, and we'll get you booked. And they're on paid shows where you get food and drink and cut of tips. And the next show for Mutiny Radio is tomorrow at 2 o'clock at Atlas Cafe. I know that sounds weird. It's in the afternoon. But it's so fun in the sunshine. And they have beer and wine and sangria. I like to drink the red wine. And then the sunshine's there and all the people are. And it's super fun. And I always have um, a tip set. So if you want to come out and support, like, whoever's there, the tip sets happen. And then you get to do that. And then at the end, if there's comedians, I'll ask the audience. to be like, oh, you have comedy pneumonia? And they're like, no, it's warm outside. And then I'll, like, give people short sets at the end if you're there. Um, but that's every Saturday at Atlas Cafe, 2 o'clock. Thanks again for being here. Everybody have a good day. Oh, there's a couple different things happening. You can go now to Lord of the Zings, which is at um, – it's at the Knockout, which is on Mission Street, kind of where Valencia dead ends to it. Um, and there's also an open mic at J Dubs, but you have to talk to me about that one. Uh, all right, have a good night, everybody! Yay!
have BR sex, so I need something. <laughs> Listen, do do this. And if you can't make it to Rooney Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday. And if you can't make it to Rooney Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) Welcome to Strictly Bad Vibes, your personal complaint department. Um, what, what the hell are we talking about? Um, whiny. <laughs> it's indubitiness. And if you can't make it to Rooney Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Well, have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's Tuesday, <laughs> 6 o'clock. Uh, you know, little mic problems there. You know, what can you do? Plugged it into the wrong place.
out the window cause he couldn't sit still Billy Edwards waiting with the safety net I said, don't bury me cause I'm not dead yet Why don't you talk about the mystery dance? I wanna know about the mystery dance Why don't you show me cause I tried and I tried And I'm still just a fight I can't do it anymore and I'm not satisfied When I remember when the lights went out And I was trying to make it look like it was never in doubt And when I thought that she knew So both of us were willing But we didn't know how to do it Why don't you talk about the mystery dance I want to know about the mystery dance Why don't you show me Cause I tried and I tried And I'm still mystified I can't do it anymore And I'm not satisfied In the middle of the night Trying to discover my left foot from my right You can see those pictures in any magazine But why's the usual looking when you don't know what they mean Why don't you talk about the mystery dance I want to know about the mystery dance Why don't you show me Cause I tried and I tried And I'm still mystified I can't do it anymore And I'm not satisfied I can't do it anymore And I'm not satisfied I can't do it anymore And I'm not satisfied I can't do it anymore And I'm not satisfied I Everybody has a drop of a hat, yeah. I need to bite it down with the loot on my back. A lot of people, they be told that they hear me rock the mic. They be staring at the radio, staying up all night.